Just kidding. Relax, you're on the right podcast. It's Two Age Sojourner. More to come. So hey, we were we were talking about Christmas.、Uh, it's around the Christmas season, so Christmas is on the heart and mind of people.、Um, and you know, there's some more. We've we've begun the discussion, but there's so much more to say、uh, about it. And、um, I think one of the things we mentioned was was just the the, the reality of、uh, the pagan sort of beginnings of Christmas、uh, as a as a secular festival. Um, that kind of got meshed into the Christian calendar, the calendar at least. And you know, there's again at almost every one of these points is like a whole thing of debate、uh, relating to the details. But in general, I mean, I don't think there can be any doubt that it was a、uh, pagan origins to the festival. And you know, to the degree that that should bother us or not, I mean, I think what we we discussed last time is that we should not give way to any kind of genetic fallacy, and that's just simply a logical. Uh, mistake that that we make when we think that if the roots of something are pagan or、uh, not good, then we cannot partake of those things today. That's just not how it works.、Uh, we mentioned the weekdays. I mean, you've got you got so many、uh, examples. I mean, I, one of the things I like to say on that is like if you're going to go skiing or snowboarding. Let's take skiing. Skiing's probably older. So let's say you want to go skiing on the mountain. Um. You know, is the question? Let's say it is uncovered that those skis actually come from, you know, two pagan ashram poles, and you know, were used in the most vile of of pagan ceremonies, and、um, you know, and and so skiing was actually a form of religious worship, you know, on the mountain, which was you know represented the, the divinity and whatnot, and so let's say it it, it was uncovered that. That you had this whole like religion of skiing, you know, <laughs> and and the skis、yeah. with the sacraments. All right, good, nice. Do you care about any of that when you go skiing? No. What you're asking、nope. is,、uh, you know, am I going to have fun on the skis? And 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 the responsible question would be: Is my skiing in any way going to indicate to the world that?、Um, I am partaking in that religion of skiing or that ashram pole religion or whatever. And of course, if if it's not the case, then it would be a fallacy of logic to to stay away from from those skis simply because they came from you know whatever source that might not have been agreeable to you. It's a little bit different with things like yoga and whatnot today, and that they still you know you've got to. You know, there and even there, it's not a clear-cut thing. So I'm not anti-yoga, but I'm just saying that, you know, today you got to be careful in a in the in the context. You might well be perceived as being someone that's taking part in a religious ceremony, you know, and that's not going to happen at your typical、yeah. gym or whatever. But, but you know, there are some contexts today where that might be the case. Martial arts is another one, you know, like martial、yeah. arts in general. No one really cares, you know. You got McDojo's everywhere, and you know, just whatever the bow doesn't mean anything. But you know, there, there could be some instances in some martial arts where you're bowing to the, you know, the the particular area of the the dojo and what. Well, like Tai Chi and stuff is much more related. To, yeah, but I mean, like even、um, there, I, it's not like you want to denounce. I mean, you got Tai Chi today again. It's just like old people's therapy, and that's fine, you know. Yeah.、Um, but there are、yeah. going to be some Eastern contexts where you know. So what we're saying here is, 
basically context matters is everyone is it going to be understood by your doing this activity that you are you know worshiping this false god or you know denouncing christ well if, you know if not then it's not a problem and to think it is a problem is is uh subscribing to a genetic fallacy of logic um and so yeah. bringing it back to christmas you know if you're having a christmas tree in the house uh is going to communicate that you've you've now abandoned uh christianity and have embraced a pagan religion you know obviously yeah. don't do it um but uh, it's just you just aren't ever going to be able to communicate that, even though it's true that you do get some pagan kind of um, you know circles today that that will still worship around a Christmas tree in accordance with its pagan roots and everything. It's just it doesn't matter because no one's yeah, going to understand yeah. it that way, you know. And because nobody who puts up a Christmas tree thinks like that. Exactly. You know, th- there's a reason why those people are out in the middle of the woods by themselves because <laughs> right. You know, it's it's, it's, pretty it, it, it's a unique way of thinking. I mean, but at the same time, you know, a Muslim could put up a Christmas tree. They, I don't think they do, but they could, you know. There, there is absolutely zero religious significance to the, to the Christmas tree. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a festive decoration. That's right. You know, as with the, the wreaths and the mistletoe and that kind of thing. And I guess that's the point. It, that it, and, and I think the, the real point is that it is okay for Christians to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's right. it is okay for us to do things, mm-hmm. even if they are not explicitly commanded or spoken about in in the Bible. We it, we can live, like you say, as a member of this culture, of yeah. this kingdom, of this um, age, and we can enjoy the good things that are a part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just about knowing where the boundaries are. Yeah. But even knowing the boundaries, like you say, context is very very important because, like, you go back to Daniel. Yeah, and uh, you think about Daniel when he's sent off with the other guys to the kind of the Babylonian university to learn how to be one of the king's men. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can only imagine what they were subjected to there. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. Uh, like when they were learning about Babylonian culture and learning Babylonian language mm. and Babylonian science. And, I mean, th- there was a lot that was occultic. That was, you know, oh, yeah. um, connected to the worship of Babylonian gods. And they would Even have his had to name, gone through that. His name that he had to receive, you know? He had, he had oh, to, well, exactly, yeah. totally. Yeah. And he was cool with most of that. Yeah. But he just drew he just drew his lines, yeah. um, you know, in particular places. He knew where he wasn't going to budge. That's right. And, he, you know, and you kind of even wonder, well, was that the most important thing to not compromise on, you know, eating the king's meat? But that, but they felt that. That was their conviction. Yeah. And their conscience wouldn't take it any any further. So right. um, would, wouldn't allow them to do it. And so I, I think that's that's part of the, the principle is that there is a sense in which I cannot say to another Christian, you know, shame on you for, you know, for, I don't know, pretend, putting sense, milk and cookies out for Santa um, by, the, by the chimney. Mm-hmm. Because I could, I could say, I'm not going to do that. I could say that that's not wise. Um, I, could, I could say that here are my reasons for why I don't do it. But ultimately, it's a conscience thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I would advocate, and just in case uh, whoever's listening missed the, the previous previous episodes, um, both with, with Andrea and Nick, but I would advocate that, uh, I, you know, we take the Christ out of Christmas. And what by, I mean by that is just understand that 
really Jesus has nothing to do with the Christmas tree. And I know we try and mm. make it seem that way, and culture has tried to fuse the two together insofar as it's it's come along with that Christian hangover uh, from Constantine onwards. But the reality is, um, you know, the Christmas tree and the story uh, of the Bible and Jesus and the way God wants us to worship Jesus uh, really have nothing to do with each other at all. And so, you know, that releases the whole thing or at least frees the whole thing to be viewed as a cultural entity. And uh, then you can engage with it in the way that you would normally engage with culture on, on, on many other issues. So, you know, again, you're asking, uh, where is the, where, as we just said with Daniel, where is the line? That's the question. It becomes, mm. but it's not a different question to the one you're asking almost every single day about every single thing that you're dealing with. And so the line exactly. is sin. You know, you, wanna, you want to not sin. That's the thing. So we've already said that, um, you know, it's not a sin to partake in something that might have had sinful origins. Um, that's not the issue. It, it has more to do with what it's yeah. currently understood as, you know. So then the next question is, uh, is it a sin to, um, uh, is there anything about the Christian, or at least the Christmas experience? Um, and here I'm thinking not of, of the nativity or church going, but of the cultural experience that, that we need to watch out for and, uh, and that might be sinful. And I think even as I say that, one of the first things that, you know, that people, you know what happens? People get so caught up with this issue of, of um, you know, pagan origins that they forget, mm. they forget the materialistic, you know, consumerism yeah. that, that's overtaking yeah. us, which is just blatant sin, you know, at, at, at so many levels. Greed and, and uh, you know, we, we, we have comedies about this, you know, we go into the shops and mm. people just get frenzied about, about getting the toy and just spoiling their children and, you know, all these sorts of things that are, that are just, you know, we just start acting a little bit mad <laughs> when, yeah. when it's almost like it, it gives us a, a legitimacy to those things. But the reality is, you know, th those things are the ways we need to be very sober-minded about those things as well. So you're walking through the the shopping mall and you're seeing you're seeing a lot of obsession with with uh, with the world, stuff. you know, and stuff, mm. and and uh, that is very very dangerous uh, for the Christ for the Christian. And um, but it's always dangerous. It's just a you know, it becomes a where is your heart set? Where are you gathering treasures? You know, what is the whole thing for you? You know. And um, and so let's not forget that um, on Christmas and during the season. And you know, people like you know they they overspend. You know, which again, now we're talking yeah. real stuff. Yeah, you get people get into debt like proper debt. They just it's foolish, you know, handling of money, and so they're so wrapped up in oh Christmas tree, no Christmas tree, pagan roots, and then they, you know, all of a sudden the normal Christian life just goes out the window, and um, yeah. and and look, I know this is not everyone, but it is often the case, and so that's the one problem. Don't ever. Don't overlook the normal things and just engage with the experience as you normally would as a Christian. Um, but then the other thing I think we want to talk about a little bit, which is important, is that there is, um, and so just to back up, what we've said there is, you know, Jesus uh, himself commands us to celebrate his birth in a certain way. And that's not uh, 25th. Yeah. Uh, via a special ceremony, you know, that looks a certain way. It's it's called church. Go to church, the Lord's Day. Uh, we celebrate yeah. the gospel. Never just the incarnation without the rest of the gospel. It always has in mind uh, the whole full gospel. And so 
um, you know, th- we've said that already. If you want to, how do you celebrate um, uh, Christmas? Well, go to the Word, figure it out. And there's nothing about going to church on a sp- certain day. So I think you just liberty of conscience there. Be released. Have your conscience bound to the Word alone. Uh, then what do you do with the cultural event? Well, we've said there's absolutely nothing wrong with uh, involving yourself with Christmas trees and eggnog and, uh, you know, telling fairy tales and, you know, just engaging in the fun of the cultural time, enjoying the the goodwill of the season. There's nothing bad about that. That's all good. The only thing bad, and, uh, you know, is if we're overlooking the normal Christian life and, and, and stupid things, getting yeah. drunk, overspending, that sort of thing. But then the other thing, I, I, very counterintuitively, is that the only thing bad about the time, the only thing wrong for a Christian is to syncretize baby Jesus and the and the pagan event, you know? Mm. Um, I, I think, and this is where I just go a little bit crazy. You know, I start getting all frenzied because you've got churches that have Christmas services where the pastor's wearing a Santa hat and they're singing jingle bells and then, uh, you know, Silent Night. And it's just... Uh, you know, the whole thing is one big, you know, syncretized experience. That's dangerous. That's truly uh, not good. You know, yeah. and, and so, yeah. But, but even then, there's some nuances to draw out. So, for yes. example, like, it, like you guys meet in a, in a, what, a, is a conference room, like a secular conference room? Yeah. Uh, you could call it that, yeah, but it's more just a... Yeah, let's call it a conference it's room. It's a meeting yeah. room of right, some kind. Right. Yeah. Um, um like say let's say for example you rocked up on a Sunday and there was a Christmas tree in there. Mm-hmm. Would you take it down? Um no. Yeah, because so on the on the one hand, you know, like you it's dangerous you could say, you for argument's sake. Mm-hmm. It's dangerously syncretistic. You know, you bringing the Christmas tree into the place of worship. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, it is just a place um, it's just a space yeah. in which the church, you know, is is doing the act of of, of worship. So, yeah. um, you know, it can be decorated. You know, if you're meeting in a school hall, there's probably going to be all kinds of non-church related um, graphics and pictures and things all along uh, the school hall. That, you know, and probably lots of mis- um, tinsel and and Christmas decorations around Christmas time as well. Yeah. Um, but also. You know, again, this is <coughs> maybe one of the differences, um, but I do sort of shamelessly bring the two together. Not, you know, not with the aim, obviously, of being syncretistic, but with the aim of ex- of using it to um, get non-Christians across the threshold, in, in because Christmas presents a unique opportunity yes, to do so. Exactly. Um, yeah. So a carol service. You could look at something like a carol service mm-hmm. and say this is syncretism, you know, like the the climax of syncretism because it's it's mulled wine, mince pies after the service. There are fairy lights and and candles and whatever all over the place. It is Christmassy, you know. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a there's a tree. The whole shebang. People are wearing Christmas jumpers. Um, all that stuff is happening, but at the same time. It is unmistakably a service of worship mm. to the incarnate Christ, mm-hmm. because you know you you are singing the carols. We don't sing jingle bells, but you, you, know, you sing the carols, mm-hmm. um, <coughs> and some of them are very very good. There's some not so good carols, but there are some very very good carols with some mm-hmm. very good theology. Mm. Um, and um, and and the the 
totally bonkers thing is that no, the, the most hardened non-Christians are willing to come and participate in that mm. just because they like the cultural association. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, I, I do um, sort of bring those two together at those times for the sake of, of, of evangelism. Right. And I, I, yeah. So there is a right bringing them together and a wrong bringing them together. And I think that sets it up very well for a final talk that we need to have about this because there is more to say for sure. And you've, you, you've opened that door for that very well. Um, so let, let's do that. Uh, we're out of time for this episode. And um, thanks for tuning in. Get to Two Age Sojourner. Dot com. Enjoy your uh, eggnog and uh, have a happy Christmas. And we'll talk more about this soon. Stay tuned. <laughs>